Welcome to Grab Life Big. Grab Life Big. The exclusive podcast for healthy, wealthy, generous men who choose to lead epic life. Or as a few of us say, badass rich guys who do epic shit. And now, your host, Pat Hybin. Glad you were home. I'm always home. I'm uncool. Me too. You're doing great. The only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. Is that my advice to you? I know you think these guys are your friends. If you want to be a true friend to them, be honest and unmerciful. All right, brothers, listen, a couple of changes on the 2017 event schedule. Had a couple of people bail for various reasons on a couple of these trips. So now where we didn't have some openings, we have a few openings if you are interested. All right, so first of all, May 31st, Fan Abundance Philly. Several spots left there, May 31st of June 2nd, right before the One Life Fully Live conference. Uh, see Tim Road or Mike McCarthy about that. One Life Fully Lived is June 3rd and 4th in Philly. And then on June 7th, a couple of the players are going to go straight from there up to Maine. But we have a group of eight hard chargers, uh, Go Abundance Brothers, going. We have two Go Crew going a day ahead of time to Mount Katahdin in Maine. We're going to hike from June 7th to June 11th, and then we're going to party at the Hollywood Casino on Summit Day. Then you'll leave on the 11th. We had uh, someone had to bail on that one as well. So we have two spots. If you are interested, that's going to be an incredibly gratifying, self-reliant trip, and uh, we're going to go... A deep sometimes the best time is had you know when you're just kind of walking in nature and going deep with your brothers we're gonna be digging deep on one sheets etc etc on the climb so that's great Mount Katahdin that is the final summit spot of the Appalachian Trail so when people go from Georgia to Maine we're just going straight to Maine. We're flying into Bangor, Maine. June 7th to June 11th. See Melanie about that. Melanie at GoBundance.com. And then the Fam Bundance was sold out, but now there is two extra spots. Two families have bailed, and there are two extra spots on Fam Bundance Solar Eclipse in Jackson Home, Wyoming. Only several places in the United States you can see this solar eclipse bunch of people are driving Winnebago's to there or you could just fly direct there and get there that way there is the summer tribal gathering which is happening in Austin Texas September 9th to September 11th you can see Melanie about that and then you got one life west coast mark your calendars October 21st and 22nd and then the Belize trip for couples there is a belize trip couples mastermind don't forget that is an incredible event uh, got five star reviews pat cullinane just absolutely manages this with his wife sam and they do a great couples adventure and then we have the international trip 
to South Africa. Uh, still some spots there. If you want to go, I have 15 people signed up and plus one go crew that is going to videotape and photography the whole thing and help us with our one sheet presentations while there so that's a september 24th to october 4th incredible hey by the way i just you know one of the things we're going to do in south africa is hit the legends which is a premier golf course like the best one there and they have this thing this 19th hole the only way to get there is a helicopter and you shoot your ball off the cliff and if you get a hole in one you get a million dollars. I just read that Morgan Freeman, yes, the Morgan Freeman just shot a hole in two and he got boofed. So if you want to do better than Morgan, come on down. September 24th to October 4th, South Africa. And if you are a champion member with a net worth of $5 million or more or in a adjusted gross income of a million dollars or more a year, you can go to David Osborne's house for a special champions event in Steamboat Springs, Colorado on July 9th through the 12th. For details, see Melanie. So there's some great events, guys. Take advantage of these opportunities because they're all lifetime bucket list adventures. On with the show! Grab life big. What up, GoBros? We have a GoBro coming today out of Aruba. Actually, I didn't live in Aruba, but he's calling in. That's how much he appreciates his Go Brothers that he's willing to share his stories with us uh, all the way from sunny Aruba. I love Aruba. Been there many, many times. Anyways, uh, without further ado, Stephen Hatcher. What's up, buddy? How you doing, Pat? Hey, Stephen, why don't you give our brothers a little rundown on yourself so they can get to know you better? Maybe like the day you were born up until like a present day in like five minutes? In five minutes. Okay. So I was born uh, in Chicago, Illinois. My father was in the military and grew up in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Uh, he retired when uh, I was about five or six years old from the Army. So I'm not the typical military brat. We didn't move around a whole lot. So, you know, both my parents worked in factories, which shaped uh, kind of uh, for the first part of my life, a lot of put a lot of scarcity in my in my mind, mm. my mindset. But um, overall, they were, you know, pretty successful, even though they were, you know, factory workers. My father was in uh, real estate, so he had his military pension, you know, when he retired, and then he got a uh, worked at a Kelly Springfield and my mom worked in a factory too. But on the side, at one point they had up to 20, 20, I think about 20, uh, single family rentals, you know, at one point. And so growing up, you know, I always saw the, the headaches of tenants and toilets. And I always said to myself, like, I don't want to do that one day. One day I want to do something bigger, you know, like commercial or something. And so that really tainted me just seeing like the, the, the midnight phone calls with tenants and toilets. But uh, they're like, you need to be, a, you know, you need to be a doctor. You need to be a professional. Um, Tenants so <laughs> I, I hate that term. I hate that term because, because uh, nothing against you, but because I've owned real estate for so long and 
Never once have been called by a tenant at midnight and toilet. I know it's a figure of speech. I know it's a property management is basically what you're saying. But sorry, sorry to interrupt. I digress. Okay, go ahead. Oh, so, okay. so they said they made they they forced you into something, even though your soul was calling for real estate. They forced you into dentistry. Is that what you're saying, or are you saying that? Um, it you, just had out of a dr in front of your name with a you know good you know I got you. They wanted to be proud. Better okay. way, better way of life. Yeah, yeah, sure, and, absolutely, sure. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, so I was the first one to you know go to you know go to college and went to uh, UNC Chapel Hill, uh, 2017 NCAA basketball champs by the way, and uh, winning a school uh, in history for for basketball. And at the time, I was going to go to I was going to go to medical school, and I I talked to my you know family dentist one day. He's like, you don't want to be a doctor. He's like, those guys may you know they make a lot of money, but they don't have any time to spend it. He said, you need to go to be a dentist. And so anyway, so I um, observed him one day. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. I think I could do this. And, you know, anytime you're looking from the outside in, it always looks easy, right? And so uh, I just switched gears. I was like, I'm going to go to dental school. And, you know, some of the things that attracted me to dentistry was I loved how, you know, you can change somebody from the inside out with their smile. You know, so you can, you know, give some, you know, fix their teeth, you know, give them, you know, nice pearly whites and that sort of thing and really, you know, change their confidence, you know, change their outlook on life. And I, you know, that's, you know, what I really enjoy, enjoy the most. And then there's the entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial aspect of it. It's really nice to, um, you know, be, you know, the, the chance to be your own boss. And one of the things, so when I was in, I graduated undergrad in 98 and that was during the dot-com boom. And one of the things that really attracted me about dentistry, I was looking at uh, what you could do as a business owner at the time, I think, you know, retirement contribution maxes were like 30, 35,000, maybe 40. And I was like, man, this is pretty cool. You know, I was like, you'd be, you'd be, you know, really rich, you know, because everyone was making money. Monkeys could make money in the stock market back then. I was like, man, I could own my own business, you know, put all this money away, you know, tax deferred. You know, it seemed like a pretty good deal. And I've always sort of had a business entrepreneurial spirit in me. Like when I was, um, you know, younger, I have a younger brother who's also a dentist. I would get him. My parents would pay me, I don't know, 15 bucks, 20 bucks to do the grass, and I would arbitrage it, make my younger brother do it, and just, you know, keep, <laughs> keep the other 10, you know, um, you know, just, you know, I would, to, I would sell candy at school, you know, make money, sell them, you know, blow the pops. We'd go to the Sam's warehouse, and I figured I could make, I don't know, I made like 15 bucks a box, and then my loss leader was Juicy Fruit, you know, gum, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> kind of interesting. That I ended up becoming a, ended up becoming a dentist, but, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. All this, all this candy. And, uh, so anyways, you know, went to dental school at Chapel Hill and graduated in 2002. And I actually had an army scholarship and I joined the army, the army paid for school. Actually you, Pat and all the other taxpayer, you know, sent me to school and it was a good deal. It was four years, you know, Four years of school, four year payback, and I got incredible experience. I got to travel to the east. I lived in the not too far from where you were working. I lived. My first assignment was uh, Columbia, Maryland, uh, Fort Meade, which is right outside of Columbia. I lived in Columbia, Maryland, and which is not too far from where when, when you were working. And um, you know, spent several years in the D.C. area. Thought it was a rat race. Didn't want to you know live there. And North Carolina was home. Um, and my wife, you know, present day wife, we're both from North Carolina. And I was like, let's get out of this rat race. I don't want to. I don't want to live here. I don't want to spend 20 minutes just to go to the grocery store. And um, so we went back to North Carolina. I bought a practice in 2008 during the worst 
the worst possible time uh, in our country and been been uh, more than prosperous ever since and got married. This is really neat. So we got married in 2007. So we're coming up on our 10-year anniversary. Our daughter, uh, nobody knows the day they got engaged unless you got you know, engaged on Valentine's Day or the 4th of July, something like that. But when we got engaged, my in-laws were uh, vacationing in Hawaii, and they wrote, the day we got engaged, they wrote on a, a lava rock, a white lava rock, they said, congratulations, August 26, 2006. So that's the day we got engaged. Uh, what's neat about that date is a couple years ago, I was upstairs and just, you know, trying to get rid of some crap, and I, I ran across this rock, and I looked at it. I said, wow, our daughter was born six years to the date of our engagement. I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Okay, so now you're in the dental. You have a dental practice. You've had it for almost 10 years. How's that going? It's going great. So I um, bought the – pro- the problem with, with dentists, and I guess reading your book, which was great, by the way, and I, I gave it to uh, a realtor friend of mine, you know, is everyone thinks that believes in the e-myth. You know, that, you know, if I can just be the best dentist, you know, if I can just be the best realtor, I can do this, it's going to guarantee me success. Right. I mean, and certainly there's dentists out there, right, that uh, that just name DDS on the thing and then have – matter of fact, I go to a dentist in Maryland that, um, that they, you know, it, it's his name. Menton is his name, but I, I've never seen him once. You know what I mean? Like, he, And he's got good dentists. I don't know what he pays him, but he must pay him well, but uh, I've never seen the guy once. Right. So, so it's possible. So I, people are doing it, right? People are doing it, but they just, like, just most professions think like, oh, if I just make the best cookies, you know, if I just do this the best, that's going to guarantee me success and nothing could be farther from the truth. So I began to study business and a lot of uh, development and I hired a coach. You know, the biggest game changer for me was when I hired a business coach and he helped me uh, propel the practice into new heights. And um, so... I, I doubled the practice six months ago. We were doing about two million, and uh, now we're you know going to be doing four, four and a half, um, maybe even five this year. So I, I did a merger. So you look at other other businesses, other industries. The easiest and quickest way to grow a business is to buy a like kind business and merge it, and then cut trim the fat. And that's what I did seven seven months ago. So, but you know, most people can't get outside of their, you know, certain technical field and they just, you know, focus on, you know, trying to be the best technician they can in their, in their given field. Right. Right. Now, is that, are you saying that's what you do or do you have other dentists under you or what's going on there? So I've got one dentist under me. I need to, I'm, I'm getting ready to hire one more. And so I have at least, I got really, my wife technically works for me too. She's an associate. She's a kid's dentist. Um, oh, that's cool. And yeah, so you got a dental family. My, yeah, yeah. So right now, one, two. I got, I got two. And I'm getting ready to hire one more. All right. So one, let's get into some. Let's get into some nitty gritty. So, uh, what percentager are you? Uh, I just looked at. It. I'm a fifty percenter. My burn rate is twenty five grand a month. Okay. All right. And so you got twelve five in passive income coming in. Where's that coming from? So. Majority of it is commercial real estate. So I've been on the development side of apartments. Nice. And it's pretty, it's pretty neat. I, ne- I never realized the, the, quite the beauty of it until I started seven years ago. You never realized, I didn't realize quite the beauty of it until you start doing a few of them. But mm. 
you know, you build it for X, it's worth 2X or X plus whatever. When you're done, you refinance it, you get your gunpowder back, but you still, at least the way we've set them up, you still retain equity. And then you get to just redeploy that money, recycle yeah. it, and you just keep doing that over so, and over. So who and you, like, who you been doing those with? Do you have your own group, or are you going with uh, Andrew uh, Cushman, or Indapt, or or Greenleaf? I'm, I got uh, Josh. Yeah, I got my daughter. Josh and, uh, and Dave. I, got, I'm a little bit into uh, with DAP with the Whiskey Creek Whiskey Creek project. My my daughter is the youngest investor. She's got a passive income coming in already. That's nice. I've, uh, since the day she was born, I've been putting. She's a our practice model, so she's been getting. You know, filing taxes. So anyway, so I got her in that. But the the uh, the major ones through this um, is patient. Who's this local developer, and you know, great reputation. And you're just but, and he's a local, like North Carolina, and you're just uh, no, we're in the region. You know, we're in the region: North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee. Uh, but on this last project, I was in. Uh, we were in Disney Land over Christmas when you were in New Zealand, and my neighbor is a. A commercial broker and then this other guy's been doing it for 20 years for other people asked me to join them do a project and i was like yeah I'll, I'll take a look at it you know so long story short i have a pretty strong balance sheet so the three of us formed an entity and now we're developing uh now i'm on the development side of things and we've got anything from we've got some pretty cool shit i uh, got a kw office in burlington that we're going to be developing they're running their lease is running out so that's vermont things Pardon me? Burlington, Vermont? No, Burlington, North Carolina. Oh, North Carolina. Okay. All right, cool. And so you guys are doing this stuff together, the three of you. And so anyways, it's paying twelve five hundred fifty grand a year, which isn't bad, right? So that's pretty good. All right. So what is your, uh, what would you say, what's your vertical income? So what are you making off the dental practice? This year, I should be pulling in at least 1.2 this year. You know, oh, we shit. Already did. And that, that's gross? I mean, gross or net? net? Net. Really? How do you make a so, million dollars? How do you make a million dollars off a dental practice with one dentist under you, man? That is, that is pretty nice. Well, one tooth at a time. One tooth at so, a time. That's great. So hey, good, I, good. That's I awesome. focus. So I, I focus on um, you know. So he and I were the two sort of big practices in town. So I, I combined our two practices. I merged them. So, so now we're like the the largest you know, private practice, we're high-end cosmetic, but I focus, my focus has been on sedation. So I, I sort of, sort of focus on people who, you know, want sedation dentistry that need, you know, 20, 30, $40,000 worth of work. And they just want to go to sleep and wake up and it'd be done. So, you know, where I'm, where, where I'm focusing on now is I'm trying to get the other doctors to do the regular dentistry and I'll just do the sedation dentistry two days a week. And then awesome. I'm going to be on the development side the other other two days a week. That's awesome. That's that's yeah. pretty good. So my, I could probably make 400 pass. I don't know how I, I don't know how passive it is to manage a dental practice, but I was you know playing around with the numbers the other day. I thought, you know, I could probably make 400 passively if I farmed everything out, you know, just for the uh, just for owning it, you know, owning the practice. But I like to keep my hands uh, wet a little bit. Yeah, no, I love it. So, okay, so that's good stuff. So, what about your life happiness index, Stephen? Where, where, what number are you at? I'm at seven point eight two. That's good. That's good. Coming from Aruba, right? That's good. What are you on a family vacation in Aruba right now? Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, you know, my um, one of my dreams a long time ago when 
that's my daughter's four and a half. So about five years ago, we went to the Ritz in Amelia Island, and we were walking around there, and I was just thinking to myself, I was like, you know, I want to get in a position one day to be able to take the whole family on all expense paid. You know, I'll pay for the uh, room, board, food, activities, you know, everything, I, you know. And so here we are, you know, five years later. And my father-in-law had a couple health scares, and then we had a, we had a family member pass. So this was like perfect timing. So I booked this probably three or four weeks ago. I think we got, there was only like two seats left on the airplane. How many, how many people did you take? We got seven total. So what'd that cost? Um, I wanted to take, I think all in all, this thing is probably going to cost me 16, 17 grand, but I wanted to take the, you know, in our, in our partnership, we have the guy, Zach. Wait a minute. That's pretty cheap, right? Seven people. Now you're paying for seven people or what are you paying for there? Everything. You're paying so for we, everything, I, I, and it's cost uh, only cost seventeen thousand. I guess that's well, a rumor for you because it's a, how many days are you yeah. staying? A week, seven days. Wow, that's Friday, great. That's Friday. awesome. Shit, everybody listening should do that. I mean, mine when I took, you know, I just spent sixty on Australia, New Zealand, and I took uh, my family to, to China. Now, this is total different things. For uh, I took seven women actually to China. My sister, her three kids, and my two kids. That was fifty-five grand. Tim took his whole family, seven of them, to uh, Thailand, and that was 55 grand. So, well, and, but I guess, you know, you're, you're, it's a total different experience when you're not touring around, paying for tours and paying for, you know, a different hotel or two, every two nights or whatever, you know. So that makes sense. And the airfare, time, airfare is probably cheap, too. We're in a time period on uh, Red Week. So we rented, I rented this three-bedroom condo at Aruba, Marriott Aruba Surf Club for five grand. So... You know, really not bad for that's the best way we're in the, the marriott timeshare system but we rented it from a from an owner so this the the room was only five grand hmm. so that's not bad no, but no. it would have been more i wanted to so the one of my um uh, real estate partners he's into aviation and we just went he had we just acquired a, a hawker jet which is an eight-seater and i wanted to take that i took my wife and the lead we have a lee or two to naples for her birthday Last month? Yeah, last month. And I wanted to take the Hawker over here, but she was a little nervous about flying private um, over water uh, that far. And that's what I wanted to do. It was it was a jet? Uh, you said it was a jet or propeller plane? No, it's a jet. Okay. Huh. So I wanted to do it, but she kind of pulls the reins on me and doesn't let me spend like I want to spend. So <laughs> what, what was he going to charge you? Well, it's in the partnership. So the we have a pilot that lives in one of our, um, one of the apartment complexes. And then his, we have him on salary. And then we have a contract pilot who has more experience. His daily rate contracted rate is like 700 bucks a day. And then you got it. And then you got jet fuel and all that other kind of stuff. So it's like, I think it costs about 15, 1600 bucks an hour to run that thing. So that would have been, um, probably 15 grand. And you'd have doubled the cost of the trip. You know, that would have been, Oh yeah. And you would, and well, you got all seven do. people there. It would have been fun, yeah. Yeah, that's what I wanted to do, but she wouldn't. She wouldn't let me. So she's like, "If there are no seats, because we flew direct from Charlotte, she's like, if we can't go direct from Charlotte. There's no seats left, then then we can do it." Huh. But we would have just uh, taken the jet here and then flown the two pilots back commercial, and then they would we would have just left it here, and then and they would have come come back to pick us up. So what? Um. All right. Cool. So. Let's get into, what about your giving ratio? What, what do you got there? My giving ratio, 
I've got around 15%. It's uh, the, my wife's practice, she's a pediatric dentist. And her, you know, a lot of the kids, unfortunately, in our country are on, on Medicaid. So a significant part of her practice is we look at that as part of giving back to the community. So the, let, let's say a certain procedure was uh, in a private practice was like, a, let's say it was a thousand bucks. You know, the state you know, is going to give you like, I don't know, 250, 300 bucks in a significantly reduced fee uh, to do the work. So we sort of look at that as us, you know, really giving back, um, providing really good quality dentistry. Well, she does that. I don't do that, but she does that. Um, and it's a big, big, it's very fulfilling for her because a lot of these kids just don't have a, you know, good place to go. Can you calculate and, that? Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. it's, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty significant. Like what, what our write-off is. So like we've got my main practice, which I call the mothership. And then her practice is sort of like the philanthropic uh, missionary. Yeah. That's, that's a good way to split it up. I've, I know David went to Mexico and did uh, like, a, just as like a, just as a guy that like passed the scalpel and shit like that in a he had to sleep on a pew of a church. But anyways, to make a long story short, he was just a an employee and um, that uh, with a bunch of dentists who went and pulled teeth and gave people new mouths and infections and stuff like that. He said it was uh, he said it was an incredible trip. Well, that's good. Okay, so let's get into some uh, nitty gritties on your goals here. Where do you want to be in ten years? Ten years, I want to you know I want to have 50 million by 50 you know so i'm trying to 10x how old uh, are you now uh 40 okay you're 40 okay perfect so in 10 years you want to have 50 million so what's your net worth today right now five and a half okay so your net worth's five and a half million so you want to yeah you really do want to 10x it huh so so you're gonna basically you're doubling what are you doing in 10 years yeah well you're adding five million every 10 years no you're adding Forty-five million in ten years, adding four and a half million on average a year. Got it. Four point five million. Yep. Right. Okay. Yep. All right. Cool. I like it. I like it. All right. So let's talk about the six pillars. Which pillar does Steven suck at? I don't like to. I don't like to think I suck at anything. <laughs> I would. Say, I would Which say pillar that, would your wife say you suck at? <laughs> I would. You know. I would say that I struggle. I, I currently struggle with. I, I wax and wane with diet and exercise, so okay. age-defying health. Okay, and that's that's my weakest. I would say that's my that's my weakest category. Hmm. Okay. How can GoBros here listening help you with that? I don't know. I mean, we in our in our GoPod, you know, I'll send something out and like, hey, you know, GB nine, you know, you know, let's check in and you know, see where you're at. Let's see where you're at. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I mean. I, I go in and out. Like I'll go in where I'll, you know, read intensively and I'll be like reading, 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 you know, working, working, working on myself. And then I'll take time off, you know, you know, and the same thing with exercise. I just have to, I think the best is uh, miracle morning, how Elrod and, you know, starting your day smart. You know, when I start my day smart, you know, I have the best days, you know, and then you got to, you know, I try to wake up at 5am to, to go smart, you know, every day. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, if anyways, uh, anybody out there can help him and just keep Stephen accountable to uh, age-defying health, 
please do so. Maybe text them. Say what. Uh, so mainly, you just want to start exercising more consistently and not go through. You know, I uh, I really need. I feel like I need to be doing it consistently four or five days a week. Okay. You know, consistent interval, rigorous, rigorous exercise. Okay. All right. What about which one are you best at? Do you think? I think I'm best at bucket list stuff, enjoying life. I take, you know, we take nine, at least nine major vacations a year. So usually at least a week. So really good spending time with the family. And uh, we're really, you know, my daughter's going to kindergarten next year. So it's really been awesome. This is like our third time to Aruba. And just, I can just trace back development to like, oh, you know, Two years ago when we were in Aruba, she was still pooping in her pants, you know, and we had to clean, <laughs> clean that out. Yeah, right. Uh, but it's just really neat because, like, literally, you know, one of the things my coach taught me is that about every six weeks we start to go into a mechanical stage and then we get into burnout. So I try to stay in the productive stage. About every six weeks, you know, I've got something to look forward to, some, you know, some major trip, and it's great. It's a great so tell me, live. so your coach, Please. tell me about your coach. Who, who's your coach? Uh, Bill Blatchford, who his coach is um, Lee Brower, who's with Dan Sullivan, strategic coach. Uh-huh. I don't know if you've heard of those guys. Yeah. Um, so, so uh, is your coach part of strategic coach? No, but I, I've, his coach was part of strategic coach. My his, coach. He was is coached a by strategic coach, and your coach is a dentist who is a right retired dentist. Is a coach coaches other dentists. Right. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And uh, so, like, uh, tell me about that. Like, how, what does he tell you? Like, what what are some of the best things he's taught you? I mean, the best thing that, the best thing that he has taught me is retire along the way. You know, so. Retire you know, along people. the way. Let's, let's stop that for a minute. Retire along the way. Retire. You know, that's fascinating. I, I love that because um, a lot of people have this con- concept of, retiring you know after x amount of grind and i remember seeing tim ferris on stage once and he said maybe everybody has it wrong maybe the the time to retire is midlife uh because when once your kids leave the house you become more bored and you have more you know freedom to work so why work along the way anyways and it was so it's a shift of consciousness for me so keep going keep keep elaborating on this retire along the way yeah, I mean, I look at I look at my um, my parents, and that was the old, you know that that generation is just like you know save, 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 live below your means, blah blah blah. And then when you're old one day, then you can start going on vacation, then you can start retiring, you know, then you can start enjoying it. And I look at it, you know, one you know one thing I say is like I was telling my dad this morning that um, you know you, you always talk about live below your means. I say expand your means, you know. And this the weather here in Aruba is great, and I was. They, for the first time, I think they realized like how different I think about things than they do. I was saying, you know, I, when I set it down, I'm going to spend my winter in Aruba, Florida, or Hawaii, one of those places. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just a completely different way of thinking than, than, than my mom's. Wow, you really do think differently than us. But I think you got to enjoy, enjoy it. There's no guarantees. There's no guarantees in life. And then you, you got the, in, in, you know, when you get older, you got the go-go stage, the slow-go, and the no-go. Wait a minute, go-go, slow-go, and no, tell me about that. Man, you're throwing out some value bombs here. <laughs> so, you know, when, like, the, the typical retiree, they hit, they hit 59 and a half, they're like, okay, we're going to go-go. We're going to 
We're going to go to Aruba. We're going to go to Hawaii. We're going to go to California. We're going to go to New Zealand. We're going to go here. We're going to go. That's the go-go stage. And then as your health declines and you start slowing down, that's the slow go. My in-laws and my parents are. They're really slowing down. We walk to dinner, and it takes a little bit longer to walk. And I know that we're going to start making this an annual thing. And I know that, you know, we don't have that much time with them, so I want to do this for them every year. But they're just slowing down, you know, and things that things that they can do. And then the the no go stage is when you just you just can't go. I mean you just you know, you if you go to the airport you gotta be wheeled around in a wheelchair. So I think those are the three stages. I one of the books that I've I've read that I think everybody should read, I think Osborne just read it. I mentioned it on the Go Bundus Elite was uh, Younger Next Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and read that. A, yeah, we read that together yeah, actually. Yeah, that's a great book. Yeah. That's a great book. So like if you so that's my coach. My coach is celebrating his seventy fifth birthday. Uh, next March, and he is just as vibrant. You know, we hiked uh, the Hope Route two years ago. We hiked from Zermatt, Chamonix, Chamonix, France, to Zermatt, Switzerland. It's a twelve-day, you know, twelve-day hike, and you know, he was, I guess, 73, 73 at the time. And I mean, just it's just he's the epitome of younger next year. I mean, he uh, exercises vigorously, discipline, you know, and you know, watches the. You know, the high glycemic foods doesn't eat those types of things. And um, so that's like I look at him. I'm like, that's what I, he's the definition of age divine health. And, you know, I want uh, I want to be like him when I'm, you know, 75. Right, right. OK, awesome. I love that. Yeah, that that's great. And it's great. You have a coach. How often do you talk? Probably two or three times a year. I mean, we go to meetings, you know, so we're taking. Yeah, next May. Yeah, next month I've got. What do you mean? He 17? has his own meetings or he has a... Yeah, we have his... So, like, all of his offices that he consults with, we, he has, like, about four meetings a year, and then everybody flies in, and it's usually about two or 300 people, and we're all in a room, and we just kind of... It's a so, seminar. So he's know. coaching all these people individually, or does he do, like, group coaching? Like, how does he have time to coach 300 people? Well, it's 300, it's 300 people, but it's probably maybe... 30 to 50 doctors and then he has he has consultants he's got like four or five consultants that tackle different regions of the u.s so but um that's sort of how he does it so it's just a seminar Hmm. i wouldn't call it like a date you know kind of like you know tony robbins up there you know, it was a date with destiny type of thing with you know just you know you're yeah but he's got a niche I i mean like what do you pay him for that well my initial fee his initial coaching fee, I think, was sixty k, and I paid that off in like three months. But now I just pay him on retainer, like five hundred bucks a month or something. And okay. uh, we're gonna go. Um, you know, you got trips. You know, we're gonna. I'm, the, we're gonna the go, retainer uh, was how much? Five hundred bucks a month. Okay, and that was what you started out with, and that that got you personal coaching from him. Yeah, 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 that's that's really cool. Okay, so we're digressing a little here. Let me hit. Let me hit a. Um, a major question we ask everybody and then and what you're going to do here Stephen, is you're going to speak to somebody on the phone you're not speaking to me so as soon as i shut up i'm shutting up i'm not talking for 30 seconds okay okay all right so here's the deal you are on this plane that your buddy got you to take and to your wife's chagrin as she warns you the son of a bitch is going down you see smoke in the in the on the wings he says, Stephen, look, it's been great knowing you. We need to brace for impact. I think this is it. You start losing, you know, altitude. You're going straight down. You got 30 seconds to make a phone call. Go. 
Hey, baby. Uh, it's me. Sorry. Uh, you were right. Should have flown. We should have flown commercial. I'm really sorry. Um, I'm sorry I'm not going to be there for uh, see Sophie grow up and see her graduate. I'm so sorry. You were right. I got a lot of I, what I want you to do is find a find an editor and look make a book of all my knowledge and wisdom that I've that I've learned and uh, try to pass that down to Sophie and future generations so it's not so it's not lost. Love you. See you in the next life. All right, man. Very good, very good, very good. So let's talk about your five greatest hits so we can get to see a little bit about your past. Every country or rock star has a greatest hits album, hopefully, and uh, I want to hear what Stephen Hatcher's greatest hits of his life have been so far. Um, first greatest hit was definitely uh, getting married um, to my wife. Uh, we, when, we, when I started dental school, I thought um, she was the prettiest girl in the class. And we didn't start dating till we were dating other people. We didn't start dating until uh, our senior year. So that was definitely awesome. Uh, the day my daughter was born, August 26, 2012, that, that was definitely the greatest hit. Uh, graduating from dental school. Dental school is a real ball buster. You know, Brett over in California knows how hard uh, medical dental school is, but it was quite a bear to get through that. Uh, purchasing my own um, practice uh, was Definitely one of the best things I ever did for uh, myself and my family. You know, our tax code and everything is socially engineered to help, um, you know, small business, and it really punishes W-2s. So it's just incredible to just having your own business and being able to have the flexibility to do some of the things like putting my daughter in, you know, these apartment deals. And my fifth greatest hit is, you know, I finally feel like, uh, you know, got the you know, mousetrap figured out with real estate and how to create, you know, wealth. It's, it's awesome. I saw how my parents, you know, did it with, you know, not much of an education and never had a high paying job. They just did their taxes the other day and they're making like a hundred grand and, um, as retirees and they never made that actively. So then I looked at that and I was thinking, man, if they did that, a <laughs> hundred grand, I should be able to, they make I should grand. Be able to, well, they got four pensions. Oh, my pensions. Got well, all pension. the pensions, yeah. Our, okay. All the pensions. Well, should it take that much now? That I mean, hundred Jesus, chump change. It's, it's if I do, if we, you know, I mean, that's hard, and but good for them, right? I mean, thank God it's gonna yeah. But their last. lifestyle, their 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 blue collar mentality. They they that, yeah, that, they're living well. My uh, wife's grandfather. I that, and I was like, I should be able to do a million. I should ten x that. I should easily do a million if if right. I have a high income and you know all this other kind of stuff. So I was like, so that's. You know, one of my goals is retire along uh, the way, right? Yep, absolutely. All right, cool. Um, all right, and uh, what about future greatest hits and bucket list items? Like, what are some of your best? What's a, a couple of incredible bucket list items you got? So, when you guys should consider this for a Gobos trip is the Hope Route. So, when my daughter gets Say older, what? I'm going to take her on. Never heard of it. What is Hope, it? H A U T E. It's the hike from Chamonix. To uh, Zermatt, Switzerland. So oh, okay. Swiss Alps. All right, cool. 12, 12 days. So I'm going to take her. It takes take 12 days to do it? Yeah. And yeah. Um, what season is best to do that? I would say either in the summer or September. We did it in September. And you September did the 12 days, nice. right? Yeah. And we you did, did it with a group of dentists, right? Uh, there was 
two or three other dentists, and then a couple other couples. This is a small. We did it as a small group. It was pretty awesome. Can you do it faster than twelve um, days? So I mean, how many miles were you going a you day? You can do it in tips. Miles don't matter. It's elevation. Elevation. So it's like you go up. That's the that's the that's the tough part. So the elevation is um, the hardest day was when we had a triple pass. We had to go up three thousand, down three thousand, up three thousand, down three thousand. Do that three times. You, I'm not man enough, but you can ski the Hope route. But there's no way. I'm just not man enough to hike skin up three thousand feet with skis. Tim would do it. Uh, Tim would do it, but, um, <laughs> but man, <laughs> you can ski it. I'm doing it in the summer. It, it sounds like a cool thing to do. And 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 do you sleep in tents or do you sleep in like? Do they have little um, shelters or where do you sleep? No, you don't sleep in tents. They got little. Uh, they got little huts huts along the way, and uh, it's pretty awesome. Um, I'm gonna look into that because that that would be a good uh, thing. With the thing, I mean, we got the we got the Appalachian Trail trip coming up in June, which is five days, and Mount Katahdin, and I only have like eight people, which is fine. You know what? I shouldn't even think like that. I was thinking, well, shit, if I can't get eight people to to uh, hike Appalachian Trail, how am I gonna get ten to hike the Hout route? But I don't really care, right? If I should just do it by myself, or if if two or three people want to go, I should be open minded to that because because that sounds pretty cool. Sounds like something I would want to do. Well, everyone on that trip is high octane, so you you know it was kind of nice. We had there was like I think three couples, three or four couples that were dentists, and the other three couples weren't. So it was just kind of nice. There's everyone's high octane, and there was an attorney, a couple of attorneys, and a you know uh, this real estate guy. This this one real estate guy is pretty cool. He spends his winter. Sailing the Caribbean from north to south, and uh, that he had up to a million square feet belt at one point, and um, so I got it. It was it was a cool. You just meet some really cool people, you know, along the way. That's um, cool. all right. What else? Other you got? bucket list. I want to go skiing and skiing in Japan. You know, that's nice. on my that's on my bucket list. I've nice. Heard. Yeah, that's uh, a good one. I like that big, too, buddy. And I'll get the sushi sushi over there at that uh, that Michelin place that, uh, that fucking Japan, dude that's you know, um, uh, Vero does Shiro. sushi Shiro I saw that yeah I saw that I thought it was yeah. amazing right he, yeah. he he like reaches back into a fish tank pulls out a live fish throws it down slices it up and serves it I'm like damn that is fresh <laughs> yeah it is fresh that it doesn't get any fresher it than that it doesn't get any fresher uh, <laughs> all right what else the cooking I want to go to cooking school in France you know, I love to I love to cook. Greensboro, we don't have. Uh, it's not like the DC area where you got all these great restaurants. So our restaurants are lousy. So I've become a better cook. So I wouldn't mind going to some immersion cooking school in France. You know, for like a week or two. You know, one day. All right, those are cool, man. I like them. I like them. I look into all of those. So, all right, let me hit you with a uh, GoBundance app question. Are you ready? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. Well, go ahead. <laughs> Steven, what was your life's most embarrassing moment? Oh, my God. Oh, man. <laughs> really? <laughs> most embarrassing moment. Oh, my God. It'd probably have to be I was There's a lot of things. <sighs> I was in the Army. I was in the army and we were on this field, we were on this field exercise and I don't know, there was something I ate or something. 
and the the bathroom, the latrine, they call it the latrines in the army, were pretty far away. And all of a sudden, I felt my stomach stomach rumble, and I had to I had to go. And so I just bolted for the bathroom and didn't didn't quite didn't quite make it. And you know, you're out in the you're out in the woods, you're you're in tents and that sort of thing. And it was just so disgusting. And I had to like strip down and try to wash everything in the sink. And you know, and then you come back and all, your, women, all so your shit's wet. So women, okay, so you shit your drawers. You shit your drawers, and did anybody see you? <laughs> no, because I was running. It was like this was like five in the morning. Okay, know? so I'm, you ran, I'm, you know. But then, so like, and I had your to go. Butt leaked. I didn't make it. You didn't make it. Your butt leaked, and uh, you and, and where'd you go from there? And you went, uh, you went it, to the I got latrine. Into okay. the bathroom. Oh, I see. And I okay. had to strip down, and, and and I had to wash. You know, I think I went commando, got rid of that. I just washed the pants the best I could. And then there, of course, so they were all wet. And I run back, and I, why are your pants? Why are your pants wet? And um, I was like, I had an accident. And they're all, everyone's, all my, you know, army buddies are all laughing at me. And so one of the, uh, one of my, this when I was in residency at Fort Meade. One of the, her, um, she called me, she started calling me poopy pants. And then um, <laughs> her, she got Jeez. her like three-year-old son to call me poopy pants. Oh <laughs> we were over, I was over at her house one day. He's like, is that Mr. Poopy Pants? That's so great. That's, that's hilarious. That's the, yeah, that's probably the most embarrassing. That's All that's right. the most embarrassing thing I can. There's lots to be embarrassing. I'm sure. I'm sure. Most one yeah. you want to discuss on a podcast. <laughs> Maybe when we're hiking the Switzerland trails, you'll you'll <laughs> you'll have some other ones. You know, <laughs> where nobody's recording. That's awesome. Well, Stephen, listen, this has been great, buddy. Thanks for coming on. I'm going to put all Stephen's information in the show notes here and uh, continue to grab life, big brother, and uh, let's connect in the future. All right, bro. See you around, man. Grab life big.